My name's Jacob Rutt, and I now reside in London, Ontario. Just three days ago, I was a citizen of California, before the state became ashes. The wildfires just kept growing, till they became unmanageable, and ran everyone from Cali and many of the surrounding states. It sent me, my family, and friends beyond the border, or other various states west. And the mere sight of flame brings back traumatic memories and fills me with anxiety. But I'll admit, the change of scenery is definitely helping. I went from a large two-story mountain home buried in the woods to a small but comfy condo tucked on a quiet street. I'll be honest, the downsize wasn't all awash due to this easy feeling that I no longer had so much to maintain, giving me a lot to do in my spare time. I'm not normally much of a city guy, but Paddington Ave is fairly tucked away from the loud, bustling roads. In the coming days, I'm hoping to feel more secure on my new stomping grounds. As I unpack these boxes, I hope to build the confidence to explore the area some and start building new memories. I decided to go out and get some fresh air. The humid air showered my skin in sticky dew the moment I opened the door. A cool breeze penetrated my already damp shirt, sending a shiver up my spine. I noticed a frail, elderly woman across the street. She was wearing aged white linens that looked older than me. She waved with a warm smile, so I returned the favor with a smile and nod before proceeding to walk down my road. I pull a pack of Winterfresh gum and unravel the minty stick from the crackling foil. As I push the chewing gum past my lips, I notice someone staring at me. It was a man further down the sidewalk. A tall man, with a large gut about to burst through his greasy button-up. He was standing still, and looking straight at me. There was no mistaking it. The way he looked expectantly drove me to think that he was waiting for me to notice. I decided to go to the other side of the road and continue around him. He pulls a pack of cigarettes from his shirt pocket and places one to his lips before flicking his lighter for his first pull before nodding and walking off in the opposite direction, slowly leaving my sight. Relieved, I continue down the sidewalk. Still feeling cautious, I walk a bit faster, keeping an eye over my shoulder to make sure he doesn't decide to sneak up on me. My nervous walk turns into running, before being intercepted by what I thought was a strong oak tree. But it was the same putrid stranger. He stunk of charcoal and rotting death. His eyes were fixed on me with a ravenous leer, and he loomed over me hungrily. He was drooling to the point where saliva was forming large, slimy rivulets down his chin and neck, with the large droplets landing on me. In a panic, I picked myself up and attempted to run, but he lunged and grabbed my ankle, causing my body to slap the concrete. I felt this scolding sensation where he grabbed me with an almost superhuman strength. The pain closely resembled the feeling of being blistered by boiling water. I tried to kick him off with my spare foot, 
but he just grabbed it with the same burning vice. I tried to crawl with my arms, but he just followed like he was operating a push mower. I don't understand how he was capable of this. I began to collapse under the heavy blankets of pain and exhaustion before I heard a scream in the distance and he loosened his grip, redirecting his cold, dead eyes at the screaming woman and started to pursue her. But then he stopped. He stood completely still. The woman slammed her door in fear, but the man was still motionless. You could see sweat drenching his shirt and piss flowing from his pant leg. Black veins had formed all over his exposed face, neck, and hands. His body started to convulse violently before his mouth bubbled with white, pink foam. Gray, black, and crimson fluid started to ooze from his shirt sleeves. Flesh, fat, and muscle started to bubble, then melt, falling off his bones like strawberry ice cream, liquefying in the hot summer sun. The boiling man finally collapsed into a simmering pile of bones and gore. I was scraped up by my ankles, which felt like death, but I could still walk, so that's just what I did. I needed to get back home. In the days of shock and horror, I started to head home. On my way back, I noticed the old woman from before, still in the same place, but something seemed different about her. She was still smiling in her porch chair, and she was holding something up to a butane torch. As I got closer, I could see what she was burning. It was raw chicken. She was just sitting there, burning and eating chicken, just enough to char one side. She then sucked the mostly raw meat right off the drumstick. As I walked past her, she waved at me with her shiny, greasy chicken hand. To my amazement, she started torching her finger. She didn't even scream. She just smiled and stared me down <laughs> as the tip of her finger turned black as coal. She took a bite and sucked the meat and gristle off just like it was a chicken bone. She licked her glistening lips as if she was savoring every second of it before she bit her finger bone. It cracked at the knuckle and she spat it at me. Horrified, I ran across the street and headed for my front door. My legs felt like rubber trying to get past my front lawn. I couldn't get to the door fast enough. I was swinging my arms so hard I could feel the blood rush to my fingertips. I didn't risk looking behind me. I wasn't sure if my heart could handle the potential visual of a deranged chicken lady chasing me down with a hand torch. My sweaty hand grabbed the doorknob. I had forgotten that I locked the door, so I grabbed for my keys, and they fell on the ground. As I picked them up, I could hear her screaming and getting closer. I unlocked the door, but the round metal knob kept slipping in my hands. I panicked, but wiped my hands on my pants and gave it another twist. I fell on the floor, unaware of how hard I was pressed against the door when it burst open. I rolled to my back and saw the woman charging to the door with her torch in hand. I kicked the door closed and rushed to my feet, 
She slammed against the door with a tremendous force that smacked me with the door. She was able to get her arm that held the torch inside and started burning my arm. In a terrified frenzy, I kicked and bashed the door into her until she dropped the torch on the ground. She pulled her arm away with a hideous shriek. I locked the door but noticed the torch had started a small fire. The flame sent me into this terrified, frozen state. I came back from my initial shock and ran to the nearest fire extinguisher. I checked the gauge and it was green. So I pulled the pin and squeezed the lever. It let out a flurry of foam to suck the air from the flame before it could spread any further. I took only a brief sigh of relief before I called the police and reported what happened. While I felt only somewhat relieved, I still had to tend to my wounds. My ankles were black from the bruising and hurt to the touch. My forearm was riddled in scorch marks. I cleaned and treated my wounds before I grabbed a bag of chips, aka dinner, from the cupboard and collapsed on the couch. I had been eating like an astronaut ever since I left, but I was glad that I still had an appetite after I had just been dealt. As a matter of fact, I was starving. I destroyed my bag of sour cream and onion potato chips and licked the flavor powder and preservatives off my fingers before I dozed off from pure exhaustion. I was woken by a loud knock at my door. Maybe it was one of the dispatch units. I slowly worked my sore body off the couch and made my way to the door. As I approached the door and looked through the peephole, I noticed a strange, short, but stocky, disfigured man. He smiled, but was quiet. His face appeared to be riddled with burns. I asked if he needed me to call for help, but he remained silent. I let him know it's late and that if he didn't need anything, that he needed to leave. He lifted his large blowtorch in sight, and his eyes widened with excitement. I was filled with immense dread. I backed away from the door as I heard the igniter spark the flame. He was trying to burn his way in. I could smell the door burning. It wasn't long before he started bashing pieces of the door down bare hands. After he punched an embering hole into the door, he began peeling away at it like it was delicate pieces of styrofoam. I tried to use the extinguisher on him, but he basically boiled through it. He broke his way through the door and slowly walked towards me. I tried to bash him with the extinguisher, but he easily overpowered me. He grasped my neck and slowly lifted me off the floor. His grip was like being hung by a flaming noose. He maintained the same smile and those same dead eyes. I could feel myself slowly fading away. He took his other free hand and placed it on my chest. It quickly burned through my clothes and started invading my chest cavity. His fingers felt like flaming kitchen knives searing their way into my soul. My body slowly started to go numb. Everything started to go dark before I heard a banging in the distance. It starts to become louder and louder. 
Even the boiling man seemed uncertain of this sound. The banging became so strong that he slowly started lowering me and removing his bloody embering fingers from my boiling chest. He started screaming as the pounding became ear-shattering. Molten, glowing hands rose from the floor, scratching and clawing his flesh. The hands ripped, gouged, and pulled at him till he was dragged within the earth. The house filled with smoke to the point I could no longer see. I could feel the smoke filling my lungs, and it made it harder to move. I closed my eyes and fell to the floor as the heavy plumes overwhelmed me like weighted blankets, taking me under. The last thing I heard was the sound of my home falling apart. I slowly opened my eyes to the cool feeling of air on my face. I don't know how long I was out, but I'm outside now, laying on an ambulance gurney. A firefighter approaches me and lets me know that I've survived a house fire. He had to use a fire axe to chop and rip me from fallen rubble. The whole street was hit with a freak fire that started at the end of the block. He said I was lucky to survive and that I was asleep when he found me. It was then that he asked me about the palm-shaped scorch mark on my chest. <laughs>